Good morning, good afternoon, or good Friday. Welcome to a special Easter episode of the Not So Daily Show. I'm your host, Timber Kevin, joined only by our political analyst, yes. Timber Malilek. What's up, bro? How are you doing, brother? Oh, aren't you on holiday? Uh, not yet. Not <laughs> yet. All right. So it's been a very busy news week, yeah. so I'm going to jump straight into the monologue. Let's begin with the overwhelmingly emotional exit of Mam Nakolo Khrodburg. After 37 years of broadcasting, she finally decided to hang up a teleprompter and go into retirement. It was so beautiful literally seeing someone get their flowers while they can still smell them. She traded for days on Twitter with people sending emotional messages of how she impacted their lives and how they will always cherish their memories on TV. There was so much respect that even President Ramaphosa held out for 13 minutes so she could fully enjoy a moment. So you see, fellas, a real gentleman always lets the lady finish first. <laughs> A typist turned anchor extraordinaire. President Ramaphosa also announced some restrictions during the family meeting for the Easter long weekend, including the fact that you won't be able to buy alcohol from bottle stores between 9am and 8pm. You'll only be able to buy it at restaurants, shabins and taverns for the whole day. <laughs> And staying with President Ramaphosa, he also announced that the ANC-NEC has resolved to implement the step-aside rule that would see all ANC members accused of corruption step down from their posts, which if implemented, could see the ANC come to an end due to a lack of members. <laughs> the biggest name on the ANC step-aside list, who seems to be the actual target of this whole rule, is Secretary General Esma Khashoggi, who has said that it will take 30 days to consult with former ANC leaders, including former President Jacob Zuma, who was recently seen ironing his flowery shirt. <laughs> the announcement was made via Zoom late night on Tuesday well, because ANC meetings are no longer safe for public television. That is not clear. <gasps> no. It's not clear. So, uh, uh, in court, the behind you is not properly. We are seeing everything. Yo, please, in court. Sorry, and speaking of TV, the SABC has retrenched 621 employees. These are 621 families left without a paycheck in a country that can afford to literally misplace 300 million rand. Well, a whopping 300 million rand that was ring-fenced to help artists as part of the COVID-19 relief has gone missing. That's according to the Minister of Sports, Arts and Recreation. Like Flo Chibamu said four years ago, the problem at the SABC is more the executives than it is the employees. But also we should have an inquiry on in the board's inability to stabilize the management at the SABC because everyone else is acting there. We know that television is, goes hand in love with acting, but not at management level. Acting happens on the screens and generations and all those things there. But at management level, we need stability. It can't be for a very long time, this acting CFO, acting CEO, acting COO, acting executive corporate affairs, acting special projects, acting everything. So as Floyd Chibabu makes clear, there were so many acting executives at SABC that it's a shock Funim Woodla didn't fire them a long time ago. But in typical South African fashion, you fire the guy doing the work and leave the guy that is telling people what work to do. And don't get me wrong. Mulifenseki in the Wafana Wafana situation was not a good coach. But if you hired Donald Trump to be president, is it really Donald Trump's fault or maybe is America to blame? Wow. Uh -oh. And let's move on to some entertainment news. 
Following in the footsteps of BNG, aka Bonang, BT, aka Boiti, has launched their own alcohol brand called Signature. And we just hope it isn't forged. <laughs> but all jokes aside, these are big moves from Boiti. Signature is already being sold at ShopRite liquor stores around the country. And this is just a few days after Boiti announced that her fragrance, Pink Sapphire, would be now sold at liquor stores nationwide. But staying with big moves, let's talk about the rise and rise of South African music. I mean, ridiculous stuff has been happening for the exposure of SA music globally. From vocalistic being casually bumped by the likes of Didi and Alicia Keys, to this past week, Musiswa and Kabza the Small being used in campaigns by Rihanna for Fenty and Asha for Versace respectively, to this tweet by Stefan Don that just summed the whole thing up. Although the guys in Kenya have blamed this type of music called Ama Piano for the current lockdown taking place. <laughs> that has been the monologue. Let's get straight into it. Where should we start, bro? Yeah, I don't even know, man. It's a lot. It's Aye. a lot. Past four days have been heavy. Heavy, heavy bro. Yeah, yeah. Aye, biggest story this past four days. Yeah. Not color, Yes. I know a lot of people will get angry at me, but did she retire or was she retrenched? Because I personally don't believe it. I've got like some family members that yeah. reached 60 and during COVID times, all of them were approached by their bosses to say, yo, you know, step maybe, aside. maybe <laughs> step aside the rules. <laughs> so what do you think? I think she's probably retrenched, Doug. Or to be honest, she's probably retrenched. Um, obviously, they'll package it, right, in a way mm. that it seemed. Well, I mean, she got a fitting send off, to be fair, definitely yeah. is. And I mean, that kind of played into how they were trying to package it and sell it to us as her going into retirement, exactly. sailing off into the sunset. But I think in all honesty, you know, especially in the climate at the SABC, she was probably handed one of those letters and they told her, thank you, but this is waiting. For yeah. long service, because yeah. like, in all honesty, 37 years is a long time, yes. <clears throat> but people have done 37 years of uh, service in other companies. Yes. But for me, the thing that makes me think, okay, it was just like a, it was just like a, a consensual you know approach to be like yeah let's let's reach a uh, mutual agreement, agreement yeah and then because now if you're firing 621 people yes. uh, you don't need backlash from even the veterans so you yes. need to like just cover up the veterans the, yes. which makes me feel like the whole thing was a social media campaign i mean no offense not color she's the legend that she is but the people die and they don't train on Twitter for four days. Yeah. So I'm like wondering which machine was behind that. I mean, that. well coordinated campaign, if that's the case, you know. Yeah. Um, I think they tried to do a similar thing for Mountbeck and Zangwisi with MLFM. She also, mm. I think she's also at the end of the line. There. Yeah. You know, they had a bit of a coordinated campaign, you know, just to send her off also. But ugh, good PR at the end of the day yeah. for the SABC. I mean, we, for a moment, for those past four days, we weren't speaking as much about the retrenchments. We were talking about her, you know, even the president coming on board and, you know, giving that extra 30 minutes for yes. us to watch her for the last time on TV. You know, and now she's on a whole media show. She's on ENCA. She's, she's on radio. There. You know, that also now kind of downplays or mm. either the, the chats around, around the retrenchments. What's actually wrong with the SABC? Now we're not really talking about it. I mean, I've seen a couple of people talk about it on the social, of course. But it wasn't as deep as you'd exactly. expect it to because I mean this is literally six hundred and how many people? Twenty one. Six twenty one. It's a lot of people, man. It's a lot of people. A lot I of think people. Another thing we forget that the SABC is the government. Yeah. So when we see Ramaphosa give that extra thirty minutes, yeah. we're like, oh, they're so kind. But it's the same government, the same government that's firing six hundred and twenty-one yes. people. That's the same government that just lost three hundred million. Yeah. And although Natim Tetua denies it, yeah. But 
Athamofukati gets 10 million and, and they say people were paid a little more than they should have. That's not a little more, bro. It's 10 million more. <laughs> like I was talking to Blaze. Blaze yeah. was busy uh, submitting a short film yeah. for the uh, NFVF. And that's the same money. Yes. <laughs> that was gone. So, Here's your budget. <laughs> And I like, bro. There is like, it's one government. You can't afford yeah. to like talk six hundred twenty-one. And I'm not saying it's right. Like, if it's yeah. wasteful, it's wasteful. Yeah. But you can't fire six hundred twenty-one people. How does someone function with six hundred twenty-one unnecessary stuff for so long? Yeah. And not take any responsibility. Mm. And suddenly say, oh, we don't need six hundred twenty-one yeah. people. But on the other side, where the budget comes from, three hundred million is getting lost. Mm. So, bro, is it a whole government? Um, it's policy, bro. It's policy. Yeah, right? that's how I'm looking at it from. Like, um, Tito Mbowini just delivered the austerity budget. You know, exactly. a lot of cuts that affected a lot of departments across the board. Education, telecommunications, communications, including the SABC. So I think this is just part of it, right? Obviously, it's been happening. It's been coming. Slowly. Been sending out feelers for the last couple, exactly. for the last year. So it's to see how the people news. will react, exactly. But finally, mm -hmm. now I think they've got it done. And then we'll see if it actually does mean that the broadcasting corporation will be much more leaner, obviously, right? Yeah. More efficient, you know, and will it be run much more properly now that they've trimmed the fat? Yeah. You know, apologies for calling people fat, but <laughs> yeah, in this case, you know, in this case, let's see if it will actually work out, you know. But at the end of the day, I think we are in austerity budget or austerity climate, yeah. and this is the results of it. Part of the results of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's policy, yeah. which means it comes from high up, yeah. you know, but... Now, let's talk about Wafana, another failing uh, segment of just, <laughs> just how yeah. South Africa is run. I mean, bro, we are, we are the number one economy, only fighting Nigeria. Yeah, Egypt. Egypt, yeah. yeah. You know, there's those ones. Yeah. But we are, like, high up there. Yeah. In our other sports, rugby, cricket, we are killing it. Kicking ass, and then now we're fun, we're fun, bro. 24 teams, and you can't qualify in Africa. Yeah, I think that that, that, that looks bad. That looks bad. I mean, okay, the 16 team one, ooh, yeah. See, yeah, we'll try to understand it a little bit. Change this, okay, it's a little bit tougher, but 24 teams, 24 I mean, there really teams, is no bro, excuse. Like, people nah, can't even name nah. 24 countries in Africa. Africa. <laughs> I say, if you ask people, name 24 countries in Africa, you can't even name mm. them. But and I always make this example, I'm like, I went to Ben Forster. Yeah. You went to Marinsky. Yeah. We know kids that could play soccer, cricket, and rugby, rugby at the same time. And yeah. obviously, they, they, we feel like, okay, they're at the same level with all three. Now they have to choose. I make an example of uh, Trevor Nyakan, yeah. Springbok uh, World Cup winner. Yeah. That guy was as good at soccer. So okay. you're telling me this guy at soccer, he's at rugby, he's good enough to be number one in the world. Yeah. And at soccer, he's number 100 and something. There's no way. It's clearly a management thing because. <laughs> Yeah, that's the same talent, and we dog. If when you play soccer on South African streets, there's no way those guys are not talented. I think it's deeper than that. The talent is there, mm. right? Um, it's a suffer problem. Yeah. You know how we don't have any continuity from the kids that went to the under seventeen World mm. Cup to the under nineteen World Cup to the Olympics. Now those kids go through that system. They're going through all three or those sections or playing at the world level at all those three levels. Come now, the time for them to progress to a national team. 
doesn't happen. Nothing. None of those kids are there. Now we've got guys who've been playing soccer, I don't know, for how long, you know, or someone who in South Africa would like to call them a youngster, 24, 24. 25, someone who has no international experience, all of a sudden, boom, you must go at national team level. Now you're going to play with guys like, for example, let's say you're going to play in Nigeria. The guys in the Nigerian setup have been through the international setup from under 17, 19 Olympics. By the time they get to national team, these guys know each other. You know, exactly, they've played with bro. each other throughout all the levels. There's some, some, level, some level of communication and understanding between the players themselves. It doesn't matter who the coach is, yeah. you know. So there's no continuity, and I think that's really a suffer problem. Developmental-wise, I don't really think there's too much problems with the development because we're able to qualify for those junior international tournaments. Yeah. So that means we might be doing something right at that level. But now when they're supposed to now break through mm-hmm. into the national senior team level, that's where the problem comes in. But you look at, like... <clears throat> Players like Messi, yeah. signed by Barcelona at age 13. Yeah. You look at guys like Ansu Fati. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mbappe is coming somewhere that side of the world. Why? He is not French. <laughs> He's from here. He's from here. So these are all people that are born in Africa. Yeah. And I feel that other countries have an excuse because they clearly can't develop their own players. Yes. I mean, uh, when you look at the Ivory Coast Golden age squad yeah. with the Torres, Yaya, Nkolo, DJ Drogba, yeah. all those guys came from the same development. Yeah. So now with those countries, you look, you say they have an excuse because they can't develop players. Yeah. We're not aiming for European level, but they can't even do what South Africa can do. Yeah. South Africa can do. With but the resources what, also with that the resources. Have, yeah. But what excuse do we have, Doug, so of, of like not even doing better than them? Because if yeah. you look at France winning the World Cup, it's clearly African players that have been developed properly yeah. and now they're the best. At the end of the day, it's a suffer problem, that's what I think. You yeah. know, um, the, the snake rots at the head, right? So in order to kill a snake, you have to kill it at the top. Yeah. So until maybe there's some sort of changes at the top with people actually understand the game, you know, yeah. appreciate what has to be done, the hard work that has to go in into getting South Africa to be competitive at that level, then, I mean, nothing will change, yeah. Because, I mean, if it's the same guys now who don't appreciate what has to be done, the hard work that has to go in to make sure that come 2026, uh, 2030, we are able to qualify at the World Cup. We've got a crop of players who have gone through the system yeah. and not just guys who just pop out of nowhere and then now, bam, you're in the national team, you must play. Yeah. Now, yeah. So until that is sorted out at the SAFA level, at administration, administrative Jordan level, Jordan level, Jordan level, level. that's the biggest problem in South Africa. Yeah. Now. I mean, the office has been politicized. Because even now, if we take out Danny Jordan, please believe someone who is part of the politics is going to be in there and who's still yeah, going to have a political crazy. problem at Sapphire. It's crazy. I agree. Let's jump to the yeah. Easter restrictions. Yeah. Everybody was expecting crackdown. Yeah. Some people are saying 11 days, yeah. no alcohol. <clears throat> so they went a different route. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think like alcohol is the main contributor? And do you think the steps will play any role in, in curbing um, reckless behavior. It's tough, my guy. You know, uh, <laughs> being okay. in the business, the business. You know, the business. Being in the business, also myself. You know, I understand that alcohol is to a certain level, a certain extent, a contributor. Because obviously, when we're in the groove, yeah, mask one side, you know, and then at first you get there with your mask, you drink, you put it out, you take it down, and then two, three yeah, minutes later, it's late, you know. So it is a big problem. But at the end of the day, I think, Sirama Post or the President Sirama Post has said a couple uh, last year already is that it's in our hands, mm. you know. At the end of the day, we also have to take responsibility for ourselves. Yeah, you know, we also have to make sure that we follow the regulations. 
we'll make sure that as event organizers that we don't over overpack the yeah, venues exactly. and all of that. You know, follow the legislations. And I think maybe if that way we do that, maybe things will turn out better. But at the end of the day, like Saru Ramaphosa said, the ball, boop. Yeah. In our court, yeah. Will you guys be stocking Boiti's signature? <laughs> oh, we need to try it, though. We need to support a black yeah, child. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so down. Child, yeah, we definitely support a black child. And I mean, I think it's beautiful that we have more black people, right, whether the celebrities are not, yeah. venturing into the business. Because if you look at the alcohol business in South Africa, black people are at the bottom. We mm -hmm. are the consumers. We are not the distributors. We are not the manufacturers. The we don't even own the value chain. You know, at all levels, we don't even transport it. We do here and there, yeah, yes, but we don't even like we don't we don't even sell it yeah. at at a level like tops. You know, exactly. the, the only level we sell it at is a tavern. Tavern, you know. Are. So, which yeah, people are making money from it, but the margins are very slim. Very slim. Do you get it? So we need to increase, you know, how our participation at the at that level, right? At production level, 100%. distribution level, you know. So, ah, big ups to her, bro. Yeah, big ups to her. Shout but out to in her. These, in these type of deals, I think yeah. what I'm trying to get at. So, <clears throat> Boiti, Bonang, um, Keenan, Zintle. Keenan, Zintle. And I think those ones are different because yeah. those ones, it's clear that, okay, uh, who's, the, who's the owner of brands such as Belvedere, uh, not Belvedere, uh, Boulevard, Cruise, yeah. Cruise, they're under the same companies, under yeah. the same house. Yeah. And I think with um, Nut Music's Royal Flash, oh, yeah, it's all yeah, under yeah, the same yeah, house. Yeah, Those yeah. are clear um, deals of you are in marketing and it, that's our, that's our company. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so <clears throat> deals like Bonang Boiti, do you think those deals are actually the celebrities' deals? Or do you, do you feel like um, as a consumers, we should be filled into who are we actually supporting by buying by buying these yeah. brands? Or is it enough to just be like, oh, I like Boiti, I'm gonna buy? Whether it's actually Boiti's company or yeah. it's somebody fronting Boiti. That's business, dog. Do you get yeah. it? It's business, so it's all about what type of deal you can negotiate. Mm. You know, if you look at Wonang's one, right, my understanding is that the people that do BNG are the same people that also create the wines, some of the wines that you get at Woolies. I think it's Valeria, mm. if I'm not mistaken, correct me in the comments. You know, I think it's Valeria. That deal, if you can get something good out of it, yeah. hey man, it is what it is. Because at the end of the day, we don't, you don't have the capacity as Bonang right, right now to own that value chain from, from planting scratch. the grapes, the bottling, you know. Yeah, exactly. So if you have someone who can actually make your life easier in that regard, you know, then I mean, it's a win-win situation, 50-50 for everyone. At the end of the day, these people are business people, mm. you know, and they make deals based on what makes sense for them at that point in time. So... The structure of the deal, I think at the end of the day, it's all about you, how you can negotiate it. Because if you look at Keenan's one with um, Cruz, yeah. I think it's one of those things where they've got a profit split. As much yeah. as they're using his name, yes, There's a profit he still split. makes enough money from the side of you sell one bottle, you take 50 yeah, it's a royalty. Yeah, royalty type of fee. So if the deal is good, that's on the table, man, hey, it is yeah. it is. as long as everybody's making money also. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah, the main thing is the type of deal, deal that you get that you're able to negotiate for yourself at the mm -hmm. end of the day. Because I mean, there's different types of deals. There's people like your... Let's see, look at the Casper Duel Syrac. I think that's a brand ambassador the type deal. of deal. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Exactly. But now, if you look at Wanang's one, I mean, they're that's more right. involved in the brand, in the brand development. You are the brand itself. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. So the brand also can't live without you. So yes, exactly. Like, uh, exactly. But I mean, the guys that produce it can live without you, obviously, because exactly. they're already in the business. Yeah. Exactly. But now, you and your brand and those guys, definitely a partnership. I mean, as long as it's beneficial for everyone involved, all you can yeah. do is just support, buddy. Exactly. I think it goes into the bigger yeah. scope of just like how. South African influence yeah. is growing, yeah. especially entertainment influence. Yeah. And 
people are recognizing the amount of power that these uh, household names hold. Yeah. I mean, and uh, just to segue into the hip hop and piano and music conversation, yeah. I mean, what, what do you think um, is the reason that all of these campaigns, the Rihanna's, the Asher's, yeah. the Versace's, Fenty's yeah. are happening at the same at the same time. Is it just because Amapiano is so great or has it just been, everything has just been bubbling under? They're finally catching up, bro. You know, yeah. um, I think African music for a while always has been Afro... What do you call mm, it? Afro beats. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been Afro beat. That's what it's been segued as, you know, as the only way to enter the international market. market. Because in any case, hip hop, is a cut and paste from from them from them exactly. yes so whatever was different that was african and that what they were focusing on especially Afro at that beats. time was Afrobeats. you know but i mean south african music being so authentic you know and actually making it looks like it only makes sense to us yes. right at the same time uh, yeah but they've been working on it obviously working exactly. on the sound cultivating the sound making those obviously those relations mm. with the other guys based abroad and i think that's how it got exported yes but it's been like an organic growth. Yeah. It's been an organic growth where the music speaks for itself. You know, I have to be honest, uh, the quality has improved a lot. Especially for my piano. Yeah, bro, play yo. with the pianos, you know, I think. And I mean, that's an authentically South yeah, African sound. People say my piano yeah. is the most original South African sound since yeah. Kwaito. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, for that's, sure, that's awesome. I think Kwaito was yeah. doing making moves overseas. Overseas, yeah, so, yeah. for sure, for sure. Exactly. So with the pianos, I mean, I think it was just a matter of time until everyone actually caught on, on. you know, and I mean, with music because music is so universal that you don't even have to understand what they, what say, they say but the beat you know yeah. and the rhythm you talks and it. speaks to you and then i think that's what's actually happening with my piano and big ups to those guys dog i mean i think shout out to kabza shout out to dj mapurisa you know they, they they're doing great yeah, yeah. it's also the fact that uh, when you look at like people like black coffee yeah those are the guys who opened the door yeah you see, it, goes, it, goes, it goes back to what we were talking about with um, alcohol, right? It's the type of deals that you sign. You know, these guys are in deals with your universal music, like your, I think Maporisa and his yeah. right? with universal music. So now those deals makes it much more easier for Universal to plug them in in the exactly. other side, you know, in the other music scene there, even if it's just not talking to the radio producers yeah, exactly. and just plugging it like that. And then yeah. obviously it grows, and if it sounds good, yeah. it makes it much more easier for everyone to receive it on yeah. the other and end. And you also have A&R people. Yeah, exactly. Always on the look, look out for, for new music, yeah. artists. So I think that the moment, you know, people in America and internationally became more aware yeah. of like SA in Africa, now also the ARs are yeah. looking for this thing out. Yeah. yeah, I think also with the ARs, they finally opened the eyes are open that Africa is not just one country. Yeah, you know, yeah, the different it's sounds, different sounds from the different regions. You know, mm. West Africa has their sound different in Ghana and mm. in, in in Nigeria. Just like how in South Africa we've got our own sound in Southern Africa that's different. It's also the power of collaboration. Yeah. is like important because like instance, look at Brenna collaborating with AKA, for instance. Yeah. And then Burner Boy goes on to be a big 
guys. I think that's where we're going to leave it yeah. for this week's episode. We've talked music, Amapiano, we've talked alcohol, we've talked yeah. restrictions. And those are the things, three things you need to know about going to this long weekend and stay safe. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Take care of yourself. Wear a mask, wear a condom. And yeah, enjoy the weekend. <laughs> we are still at Sim Coffee. Yeah. As you know, when you come back from the long weekend, all safe and sound, do give them a, a check out, give them a visit. And yeah, guys, that is it for today's episode. Like, subscribe, share, and enjoy. Cheers. Cheers.